Hello and welcome to Moonlight. My name is Sam, and today we're going to be talking a little bit about a story called The Count of Monte Cristo, originally written by Alexander Demis. There are some spoilers in this episode, so fair warning, you have been warned. Um, but before we get into this, I want you to do something. So life can be hard to enjoy sometimes, but uh, food and drink can be a good help. So before I get into things, uh, why don't you go and get something to eat or something to drink or both? Get yourself comfortable, enjoy some snacks, and let's get into it. So The Count of Monte Cristo was originally published in 1844, and it's a good old-fashioned story of romance, revenge, and some fun swashbuckling action. Now, if you aren't overly familiar with the story, don't worry, I'll tell you about it in a little second. But first, I want to talk a little bit about the author. So, Alexandre Dumas, he was a French author born in 1802. 1870 was when he passed away. Uh, he, he's a very widely read uh, French author, and his books have been translated into several different languages. Uh, you might be familiar with uh, some of his other works, including The Three Musketeers and The Man and the, other, the, Man and the Iron Mask. Uh, so, the plot of The Count of Monte Cristo is fairly simple. Uh, it's a basic story of revenge with a fair-fortuned character by the name of Edmond Dantes, who gets betrayed, ruined, and thrown in prison by about three different people. And after making uh, friends, he's in jail, he's able to escape. And after he escapes, he kind of swears vengeance on those people who wronged him. And so, and those who've conspired against him, and then he just, so he goes out and he begins to plan his excellent vengeance and revenge using his newly found resources uh, in hopes to get back at those who had ruined him several years earlier. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar, not only is The Count of Monte Cristo an amazing book, the story also has a great movie with people like uh, Jim Cavalez, Guy Pierce, uh, Dagmara Dominic, and Henry Cavill, who, was from it, who you might know from playing Superman in Man of Steel. Now, something I love about both of these, the book and the movie, is that is how different they are. So normally, whenever you're watching a movie that has a book, the movie tries to stick fairly close to the plot of the story, and they'll only change like one or two things here. Well, because of what the kind of book that the, the Count of Monte Cristo is, they actually had to change it a, a bit. So it's actually kind of fun that you get to watch uh, two different uh, stories, or like you get. Yeah, you get so the movie is a completely different story, and the book is a completely different story, and they're just kind they they mostly just share a name and some familiar like revenge aspects and how like uh, Dantes makes his fortune and stuff like that. So much more in the book that they couldn't put in the movies, just because if they had tried to put it in the movie, like very it would have been probably like five hours long and no one would be able to sit through it. I'm gonna start kind of talk about these back and forth a little bit so minor spoilers and sometimes major spoilers depending on how far i go through these things um but so the movie is definitely like good and i would actually probably recommend um watching the movie first just because there's a slight possibility that if you read the book first you'll be disappointed in the movie but if you read if you watch the movie first and then you read the book it's going to be like wow this is amazing and we should totally go read the book because that one's totally good so now I'm going to get into spoilers now, so if you want to read these books, 
read this book or watch this movie, uh, probably stop the video, the podcast here, and go watch it or read it, you know. Or if you don't care about spoilers, because let's face it, this book is 150 years old and probably most people haven't heard of it or haven't read it. And so you'll just stick around and listen to the plot point. And if you're really, if you're convinced by my terrible charisma, then you will go watch it or go read it. But, um, so the main two differences between the book and the movie is who, who exactly the uh, Count of Monte Cristo is, and also who the uh, main uh, villain is, quote unquote villain. Um, so in the book, the villain is more pointed towards uh, Fernand, who was Edmund's best friend, and who essentially, he when, Ed, when Edmund went missing, he decided to marry Edmund's fiance, and Edmund in the movie blames him for essentially stealing away his life and what happiness he could have had with his uh, fiance. Uh, in, the mo- in the book, however, uh, more blame is placed on Monsieur Villefort, who was he was a statesman who essentially had Edmund uh, incarcerated and thrown in prison for fear of uh, his name being tarnished and his father's name being tarnished because Edmund was in possession of a letter from Napoleon Bonaparte, who during this age and day was in exile, addressed to uh, Villefort's dad, who, and if that letter had essentially come to light, it could have, it would have ruined definitely probably both of them. Um, so that's the, one of the bigger difference. And I will say that Fernand's betrayal is done a bit better in the movie, at least how I think so, because, so in the, in the movie, uh, Fernand is betrayed as Edmund's best friend. And so like, they've kind of gone through life and they've got this little, um, They've got this little game that they play where whenever something good happens to one of them, uh, they get, they hold on to like a, they hold on to a king's piece. And so they'll, they'll say, uh, king's me Edmund or king's me Fernand. And that's kind of, it's kind of like, um, saying good fortune to you. And then when the next person comes, when, and so Fernand, ultimately he gets jealous because he's always seeing that Edmund is so much uh, happier than he is and even though Edmund is poorer than he is, and so he's like, you know, Edmund's kind of got it all, you know, he's, he's got the girl who I also like, he's got, everything's just kind of upside for him, he's like, it's kind of annoying that I'm always being, that I'm always comparing myself to him, and so he kind of, that's where his uh, betrayal comes in, Uh, but in the book, while he is still a romantic rival to Edmund, he's more like, just like a passerby, and so like, depends on how that was, like maybe if you're just a passerby, you wouldn't have such a trouble with uh, betraying your best friend, or maybe if, there's both sides of the argument, but I, I kind of liked how in the movie they portrayed uh, Fernand and Edmund, it just, I don't know, it sat different, um, so the second main difference between the book and the movie is how they portrayed the actual Count of Monte Cristo. So, in the movie, he is much more of a, a hero protagonist, and like you're, he's painted in like a perfect light. However, in the book, there's a lot about him that you you can tell that Alex, uh, Miss Alexander Dumas definitely 
put a lot into thinking about uh, this revenge plotline. And you can see that the Count is definitely more uh, cynical. He's he he oftentimes teeters uh, from on the edge of like good and evil, and it's actually great because in the book you you can easily switch um, in books you can easily switch perspective, and so Dumas is good in using that, and so he he can show that like while the count is like extremely good in some situations, like you you would kind of like maybe not want to hang around him all the time because he's kind of like he kind of like gives off an edgy vibe. <laughs> Um, and you, and so he definitely paints, so in the book he's definitely painted more as, um, he's, he's still a protagonist, and he's, you still root for him, uh, cause he's kinda, he's kinda one of those fun, he's kinda like a fun villain, though, um, that you root for, and, but you also see a lot of the torment that he goes through, and like, the, the different side of how he's been affected by the different levels of betrayal that he's gone through. Because there's a lot of, like... So Edmund, Edmund's character is very heartfelt, and you can, kind of, you can very clearly see that under the... Uh, in the book, under the scowl of the, the Count... Uh, there, Edmund's still there, so he still goes, he goes back, and he takes care, he tries to take care of friends who had, who were good to him, and who had lesser fortunes than he did in the later years, and he also gives, he tries, he, he works to try to redeem his, um, redeem those who wronged him in the first place, he gives them a chance, and he's very merciful, so in, in the movie, it's not very, ex what happens to everyone's uh, family who uh, the Count uh, ruined. In the book, however, there's a lot of time taken to go and, like, you know, a lot of help is given to these people, and the Count doesn't just take his anger out on everybody. He specifically targets the three men who ruined him, okay? Those include Fernand, Villefort, and then a man named Danglers. And Dumas actually uh, somewhat romanticizes what the Count does in a certain light. You know, he depicts uh, people on the other side who are all who are in proximity of those he wants to get revenge on and he actually helps them so he doesn't just leave uh fernand's family to like die in the streets or whatever he helps uh his son albert and his wife mercedes kind of move past his father's their the father's failing um for villefort uh he gets villefort to essentially um, he, he helps, for Villefort, he helps, actually, Villefort's daughter, uh, marry the man who she wants to marry for love and whatnot, while also, like, making sure that the right people, like, get the right, what they deserve. 
and for danglers he just kind of he, he banks up them but he doesn't like affect like the wife of danglers or danglers is uh kid's son you know he's very he's very merciful in that and so definitely i think you guys should check this out uh if you find the time if you like what you've heard and I would encourage you to check it out because I am terrible at explaining things. And so there's there's both a movie that was published in 2002 and a book that was published in 1844. Yes, the book has English translations. It's got French translations, of course, and it's probably got some other translations that you can go read about. And there's probably got one of those uh, simplified versions, but definitely go check that book out. Uh, one last thing. Er, Actually, no, I'm not going to spoil the ending of the book for you. I'm not going to spoil the ending of the movie for you either, even if I have a little bit. But the book has a nicer ending. I will say that. Personally, I think it has a nicer ending. Just because, you know, there's... Hmm, yeah, I'm not going to spoil it. I mean, I do my best to be as vague as possible. But there's a high contrast between how the book portrays revenge and how the movie betrays revenge so i'm gonna let you guys go check that out and determine for yourself and you guys have a nice night